to Shaken Not New, the podcast that definitely doesn't have COVID-19, but to be sure, we've stockpiled hydroxychloroquine, stuck a bunch of UV light bulbs in very uncomfortable places, and soaked in bleach for the past 24 hours, just in case. I am Patient Zero Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a creature who has been mainlining experimental vaccines for the past week. It's the body formerly housed by Mr. Doody Dutrum. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? I'm good. Uh, I would say, how are you? But I, I think the intro has <laughs> given it away. Yes, it has. I'm, I'm alive and here. So that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all anyone ever really needs to know. Exactly right, exactly right. Look, let's uh, let's get into it straight away, because there's lots of news to talk about this week, and there's some doozies right away. Um, first, a cab off the rank. We had last week, we had BlizzCon, which um, did, did nothing for nobody. Um, a whole lot of no announcements, which was really fun. Uh, but the very, <laughs> my most favorite thing that happened out of all of BlizzCon was the Metallica concert. Did you see this? No, was there a Metallica so, concert? <laughs> there was a Metallica concert as part of BlizzCon because, you know, Metallica's just very BlizzCon-y. Um, and as part of it, they were um, streaming this live on the internet through uh, a bunch of different channels, including Twitch. And basically, instead of... <laughs> basically, what Twitch does when they've got, like, copyrighted music is they just dub over stuff, like, non-copyrighted music over the top of it. So in a paid concert that they were streaming for specific purposes... Metallica got dubbed by like eight bit soundtrack. It was oh hilarious. <laughs> just look, that's great that Metallica got a gig, but you know, just, <laughs> oh man, fucking, how fucking stupid do you have to be to not realize? Oh wait, yeah, that's going to get censored by Twitch when we put it up. Yeah, no, it was pretty amazing. So, um, despite all of the proper setups and you know streaming with all of the proper rights and everything else. Metallica got their own music bloody dubbed over, which is fucking hilarious. Um, Metallica looking very, very old by now, by, by the mm, way. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's 2020 or the fact that they're like 50 years old more than they were previously. But yes, they're very old now and it's very, very funny. Um, so check it out. Some of the, uh, they, they did a bunch of different tunes as well. It wasn't just one. So depending on when you signed up and the particular region you were in, it was different music and it's fucking hilarious. Um, so yes, very much looking forward to that. Um, next cab off the rank, Henry Cavill has been uh, pretty cryptic on his Instagram um, and uh, posted something about... I don't know what he was doing. He was sitting there doing makeup. Looked like he was getting makeup done for The Witcher. Yeah, um, but at the, yeah. yeah, at the same time, he had a handful of paper with uh, various words on it and all sorts of things. And some internet sleuths did some reverse image searching and tried to like straighten up all the words on there. And it looks like he's teasing a Mass Effect movie. Um, so we're not sure if it's Mass Effect movie or a game at this stage, but there were definitely words and references in there um, to Mass Effect. So very, very exciting to see that potentially happen. Um, I think that that would be pretty good. I could see Henry Cavill in Mass Effect. I mean, yeah, I think he'd work for Shepard. Uh, yeah. It'd, it'd be very hard to do and very costly to do a Mass Effect movie. And if you get it wrong, it's a giant blunder. Well, I mean, think about it, though. Like, they've had so many different stories. They've had all sorts of things. You could take one or two of those stories and potentially do a movie out of it or a series of movies, as most of these people do. But, um, yeah, Henry Cavill as Shepard, yes, please. Shave his head, give me Shepard. Yeah, well, we're getting, you know, potentially getting this. We're getting a Borderlands movie with Jack Black as Clark Oh, good Trapp Lord. And yep. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and... Kate Blanchett's in there as well, don't forget. Yeah, Kevin Hart, I'm just like... And it's directed by Eli Roth, so you know it's yep. going to be fucking crap. Wah, wah, wah. No, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not looking forward to that one bit, so... I mean, I know how much you love Borderlands, buddy, but uh, I definitely don't think that's for anybody. <laughs> yeah. I tried yes, going no. back to Borderlands 1 a couple of weeks back and it lasted my computer for maybe about two days, if that. Mm. <laughs> that's that's brave of you. Yeah, they uh, they age pretty badly, but um, yeah, the latest one's been pretty fun. I've enjoyed it, especially with the next-gen updates. They look really good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of next-gen updates, here's a game that won't be getting one, Anthem. Um, Anthem 2.0, a.k.a. Anthem Next, a.k.a. fixing up all the shit we should have t done in the first place, uh, has been cancelled by Bioware. 
Um, so basically, as of middle of this week, probably a couple of days ago, um, the studio ceased all new development development on the game um, and has sacked a bunch of people, and it's no longer happening. So, uh, sigh, it's dead. It's officially dead. Um, they they, they are, to sell that game for like four bucks at JB, like two weeks after that game released as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not good. So. Um, they will continue to keep... I think they're keeping the Anthem Live service running um, because they pretty much have to, right? Um, to make sure that... Because <laughs> you can't access it without a live connection, yeah? No, yeah, you have to be online to play it, but you know, yeah. how many people are playing it? How many people are hardcore Anthem fans? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I hope at some stage if they choose to you know, completely stop all of the live servicing that they switch off that functionality so you can at least play it. For those people who really love it, play it offline. Um, but yes, uh, it's it's dead. It's dead and done. Finally, <laughs> the beast is over. It did last um, like two years ish. Yeah, they tried. They tried really, really hard. Um, but yeah, no, it was not to be. Unfortunately, we will not see an Anthem two point um, which is a real shame. Um, and speaking of uh, games that are, I suppose should have been getting updates but haven't, um, CD Projekt Red has also delayed their patch, uh, their 1.2 patch for um, Cyberpunk. So that was supposed to come out in February. They've pushed it back to late March now. So that's uh, a bit of a shame for those people who are still playing that game. Yeah, it was due to them getting cyber hacked or whatever it was, I think it was. Yes, that's correct. So, yeah, that's what they've said anyway. <laughs> however, however much of that you believe is completely up to you. Um, <laughs> I choose to believe some part of that. Yeah. Um, speaking of other games that have not continued, um, after a fortnight, one of Google's first-party games is playable on Stadia again. Um, now, they uh, they did purchase um, Journey to the Savage Planet. I don't know if you remember this game. It came out last year, started last year, a little indie title, which was quite fun, little sort of puzzle platformer thing. Um, and basically, on its, uh, on its first release... Um, to Stadia, they, ba- they they purchased the game and then basically um, there were bugs in the game and weren't able to play it on Stadia. Um, now they've issued up patches on that uh, so you can actually play it again. It's just an entirely big fucked up mess and considering what's going on with Stadia, who knows how the fuck long that will continue to go. Yeah, I remember uh, you reviewing Journey to the Savage Planet and... You said you had fun with it. it was it was very colourful, yeah. like a little bit like that fucking EA game um, Spore, was it? Or the one where you made your own alien creaturey thing? I can't remember what it was called. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looked, it, it same kind of art aesthetic to it. But yeah, completely different gameplay. Very puzzle platformer type game um, where you jump around and shoot bugs and do all sorts of stuff. But it's it's, it's a really fun game. One of those ones that's quite replayable. Um, it was short, but it was still quite fun to go through. Um, so yeah. So I, I, I do love that it's uh, it's actually available again. Um, after I think it was two weeks, it wasn't available. They just caused a whole bunch of bugs uh, after they'd patched it, and they've had to. Um, I basically think they've rolled back that patch to make sure that people can play it again. So, yes, what a schmozzle Stadia is. Can't wait for that one to go the way of Anthem. I've never seen a single Stadia game avatar anything in physical form in Australia. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all digital form, so that's that's fine. <laughs> but like, you have to get the controller or the fucking the things oh, yeah. and shit. So yeah, like, you know, no, I've seen no retailer be like, oh, "We've got it if if you want it." <laughs> yeah, no, they did. I think once they'd done their original sort of um, a distribution of all the controllers, I don't think anyone else purchased them. I'm sure you can find them on like bloody Gumtree or eBay or something like that now. Yeah, um, but I, th- I think you have to have. A very very good internet connection, um, as well as the um, HD uh, Google Chrome um, uh, Chromecast for your, your TV, and that's it. So, yeah, good luck to you if you've got that. <laughs> yeah, no, just stick yeah. with the standard consoles. <laughs> uh, in other news as well, Final Fantasy VII remake is getting a uh, an update 
to the PlayStation 5. So essentially not the next part of the game, uh, but they are doing uh, a next-gen update, which is pretty cool. Um, so those updates will be coming through, I believe, in the middle of the year. I think it's uh, it's targeted for. Um, so it's not straight away, but it will be coming very, very soon. Um, they've also announced, to much, everyone's great joy, two new mobile games. <laughs> the first one, wait for it, is a battle royale, oh, fuck's uh, sake. which is battle royale games. I know, I know why. I, why, I, why, had, why? I had uh, fucking Warzone installed this week because Ollie wanted to play some Warzone. I'm like, eh, fuck it, whatever. I'll install it. Hundred gig later, I yeah. played the uh, was it the tutorial. I was like, pick up this, call the, the the money box, and fucking put your armor in. And I was like, this is fucking stupid, and just uninstalled it immediately. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that takes a little bit of getting used to that one. Um, but yes, no, they are producing a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale, which is just completely counterintuitive to you know, Final Fantasy in the first place. But that's happening on mobile, so don't worry about that. Um, they're also doing another game called Ever Crisis, and it's a essentially looks like the graphics from um, the first version of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a couple of chapters or different... I think it's supposed to be original storylines within that. So, yeah. yeah, Hard pass for both of those. Just give us the next fucking edition of Final Fantasy VII. <sighs> it's so tiring. <laughs> it's so tiring. Yeah, I know Final, the Final Fantasy VII pack that... Well, you know, the... Whatever released last year, Final Fantasy VII, the HD Part One or whatever, Oz yep. from Incognito was going fucking ape shit about it, how good it was, and he's a hundred percent at it. And the only thing he had to do was the was the chin up challenge or whatever in a bar or yep. in, a, in a gym or something like that, and how fucking hard the final boss is for the chin up challenge. But it's like apparently it's a, it's a fucking great game. It's a very very good game, and like you know, the cutscenes are amazing. The gameplay is fantastic. There's a lot going on with it. I think they did a really really good job. Um, so yeah, so the enhanced edition for that is coming out on June 10th. Um, so it is still a very long while away. Uh, they are including a new episode in there, um, so that should be interesting. But it's not. I don't believe the next part of the story. It's just sort of like a side, yeah, a side story to the main stuff that you've been doing already. So. Interesting times, but yeah, I mean, they released that the start of last year, I think it was. Um, it was early last year anyway, and I, yeah, it's too long to wait between drinks. I need the second part of Final Fantasy VII. <sighs> it's tiring. <laughs> it's wait. exhausting. Wait like the rest of us. Yes, that's true. Um, moving on to our final piece of news today, um, Lucasfilm's games have announced that. The amazing Star Wars Republic Commando is coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation on April 6th. Um, Yes, it's very exciting. Whether or not this is going to be... It looks like it's going to be slightly enhanced. Um, It's... uh, I don't think it's a complete overhaul. Might just be getting a nice little bit of spit and polish. Um, But yes, that is coming on April 6th, which is not that far away. Yeah, I've been uh, replaying it this week, and it still holds up for a game that came out in 2005. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, if you haven't played Republic Commando, you own a Switch, now's your, now's your chance, because it's going to be like 15 bucks, I think it is. Yeah. Um, it's not going to have the multiplayer you know, versus mode and stuff like that on it, which is fine, um, but the campaign alone is worth 15 bucks. It's, it's yeah. challenging, but it's fun. And, you know, the amount of... It'll be pretty small to actually put on a Switch anyway, and, like, it's not very graphics-intensive. So uh, it's it, 1.3 gig on PC. Yeah, that's so that's... that's which is nothing. You'll be able to yeah. sneak that onto your um, uh, onto your Switch, no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, that's, uh, that's very exciting. And you, you did a video on that one this week, didn't you? Uh, I'm doing one now, currently. Ah, yeah. that's right. Yes, there we go. So, yes, there we go. Star Wars Republic Commando. Check it out very soon. April um, is coming for PlayStation and Switch. Very surprising, not on Xbox. Or is it already on Xbox? Is that uh, why? It's on Xbox via backwards compatibility. Um, ah, sure. Yep. So, and it was free a couple of months ago with Games with Gold. Um, so, I did boot it up on Xbox to see how it looked and then booted it up on PC and jacked the graphics up to see how that looked in comparison. Um, mm-hmm. It is a bit of night and day in regards to PC to Xbox because Xbox is running the OG 
uh, Xbox ah, yeah. port of it. So whether PC yeah, and oh, sorry, whether PlayStation Four and Switch are going to run the updated uh, graphics or whatever. Um, but this company, I think it's Aspire, uh, who's doing the port. They have done Knights mm. uh, of the Old Republic two. They have done Jedi Outcast two. They did Jedi Academy uh, and Star Wars Pod Racer. So I'm yeah, sure. but what have they done for us lately? I mean, come on, Republic Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yes, no, that's it's very exciting. I think there's uh, there's a lot of fun to be had in those games, and yes, definitely one of the things we'll be talking about today, which is why I left this one for last. Um, but yes, that's it for the news for this week. Uh, but Judy, we do have a sponsor. Who are they? It's Culture Truck Collectibles. Fuzzy, what do they do? <laughs> they are your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Now, I don't know. Are they still back up on, are they yeah, back they, up on they, Facebook? Yeah, they got taken down on Facebook because they were appeared to be a news site when they were a fucking store. Thanks, Facebook. <sighs> yes, good work. Um, but, yes, they've got some exciting stuff in there at the moment. Uh, they do have a, a Spider-Man Miles Morales 2020, which is uh, pretty fun. Looks uh, very cool. Um, there is the Mandalorian Boba Fett with his uh, dad gut, which is uh, pretty amazing. He doesn't have the um, dad gut, if you look at the figure. It's slightly there. It's a little bit there. Not not completely, but definitely a little bit there. Um, you also get the bald Tim, Timuera Morrison outfit, um, which is pretty amazing as well. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, uh, there's some amazing things in there. And, of course, the com- commemorative Daft Punk set. Did you see he posted that one the other week? I did not. I know he's a big Daft oh. Punk fan because they... Who isn't? They separated or, or splits or went their own oh my Daft gosh. ways. Um, it's, it's, uh, I, don't know. I don't know if we can even continue the show anymore. They have decided to not be Daft Punk anymore. They have completely finished up, um, which is probably fine because I don't think they've done anything in a while. Um, but yeah, they've, uh, they've finished up this week and announced they would not be making any more music together. Um, so that is a shame, but yes, they, he posted a, a pic of some Daft Punk toys, which are pretty cool. Um, yes, but they are your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Check them out on Facebook again. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and at cultureshockcollectibles.com. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, if you use the, in the notes field to play with each other and play with yourself, you can get yourself a free Funko Pop. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Definitely use that. Free Funko Pops are where it's at. Um, let's talk about it, Judy. This week, we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars games. This week, it's our top three Star Wars games of the past and our most anticipated idea for the future because there's a lot of Star Wars games coming out uh, very, very soon. Um, so we want to uh, to talk about what we're most excited for in the, the next round of Star Wars games. Uh, Judy, give me your third favorite Star Wars game of all time, please. It's not really hard when you, when we pick this uh, this theme, so I'm going to pick, of course, Jedi Academy. Uh, it was one of the most recent Star Wars games I've recently played, but it was a one of the Star Wars games that came out just around after the Attack of the Clones. Uh, came out in 2003 on the Xbox and on the PC, and it was a the fourth and final entry in the Jedi Outcast series. Uh, you essentially made your own Jedi called Jaden. You could customize what he or she looked like. You could make your own lightsaber, including uh, color and crystal, and you were part of Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy on Yavin, which was fucking sick. Um, and then you yeah. just go about doing missions and all that sort of stuff as you would. Uh, you'd go into Darth Vader's castle um, on a different planet that was constantly covered with acid rain, which was fucking sick. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> you could sort of, uh, towards the end of the game, you could choose whether you wanted to be evil or good, and you could, uh, you know, manipulate your Force abilities to be more Jedi or more Sith, um, and you, you could sort of upgrade your abilities from there as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was a really fun game. The, the lightsaber combat was really good as well because it was very true to the movies so you know you put you know you swipe one to the stormtrooper and if you hit them with the lightsaber they're dead and you'll slice an arm off you'll slice a hand off you'll slice a leg off depending on where you hit them um the lightsaber combat was very it could be interpreted as very button bashy because you could just like constantly keep you know tapping the button to swing or whatever and you'd just be randomly fucking flailing but if you did that you'd generally get the shit kicked out of you by you know a dark jedi or a sith because you need to sort of think when you go into a lightsaber duel against a sith because you need to sit back and go all right what stance are they using because you can actually learn to fight in different stances so you can sort of you know fight slow and heavy like a bit like a vader you could be very quick and very weak to hit sort of 
a little bit like a Darth Morley was the inspiration behind it, or just sort of traditional medium speed, medium damage. But depending on what your opponent was using, use what you would you'd use the best attack against it. So if they were going heavy and slow, you'd go fast. So you could get in there, hit them a couple times before they could bring their saber down on you. Also, you could stop attacking and sort of automatically defend attacks. Um, it was yeah. a really really fun game. It is a bit challenging. Um, the boss fights are pretty easy if you're playing it on easy mode as well but then like some <laughs> of the you know the enemy variants like the red dark jedi or the black dark jedi are incredibly fucking hard especially if you're going up against two of them um and then when you get to a boss fight it's like yeah this is fucking easy um so yeah no it's it, it is a really really good game it is of course done by um lucas arts aspire has re-released the game so you can play it on your playstation 4 your switch your xbox or the pc um and i highly recommend it okay nice one Yes, Good recommend there. Uh, my third on the list would be uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Ooh. Uh, yes, it was uh, It was a lot of fun, this one. Um, an RPG series game for them. It, I, I kind of, I don't know, I just loved everything about this game and the fact that you had so many options, there, like things felt like they meant something within the game um you had a lot of choices about your particular character and um your particular skill sets how that worked your armor your gear all the rest of it i just loved that that setup and how that worked throughout the game um it just it made you feel like part of the star wars series now it is one of those games that i will say does not hold up as far as graphics are concerned some of the um, the systems that they use mm. uh, are, are, are very dated but i think that happens with a lot of rpgs they kind of introduce a new thing and then the next people coming along do it slightly better um and it is a very very heavy story driven game um so you need to be part of that story or involved in that story and if you're not um you it's the wrong game to play it's more story than it is game i would suggest yeah you don't get your lightsaber till about four or five hours into the game like the first three hours is like this big tutorial level where you have to fucking yeah run around with a vibro sword and you know do fucking bets and racing and stuff like that which is really like menial shit and then once you get a lightsaber it's like all right we're good to go yeah yeah, <laughs> once you once you get there, you're like, okay, now we've actually involved in it. But there's just there are just so many options. It feels like you can get. It's a game you can get lost in very easily. Oh yeah, uh, and you know that's there's stuff that you have to remember. There's you know these multiple little systems within there, like you know how you like crack into like secure uh, boxes and all the rest of it. Like there's just a lot of really fun stuff that they did really well. Um, I think it plays. It, it still plays well, but I think they just it just needs an overhaul. I would love to get a a new version of that, um, either yeah, updated graphics and you know systems and all the rest of it. Um, if someone wanted to remaster Knights of the Old Republic, I would be very very happy. But for what it was at the time and you know what it what it brought to the Star Wars franchise, I think it was just amazing. Yeah, I think um, it could do really well with like a uh, a Final Fantasy VII Resident Evil Two style remake where like. If you want to, you can, especially with Final Fantasy VII, you can play it, because it is a little turn basey. You can play it turn basey, or you can play it sort of a bit like Jedi Fallen Order. You can sort of just go in and swing and block and all that yeah. sort of stuff like that. That, I think, would really help it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, you look at what happened to Final Fantasy VII, right? Like, you know, that old game was crazily different to c- compared to what they've done now. Like, how they've updated it, they've completely overhauled it and made it something completely brilliant and new. They could do the same thing with Knights of the Old Republic. They could make it the same, you know, the body of the same game, but just adding on all of these different parts to it and making it shiny and new. So I would love them to do that um, or or any other RPG games within the Star Wars universe. I think they're fun just because they allow you to explore the, the possibilities of what's going on. Um, sort of like Jedi Academy, like there's just there's just options for you. And yeah, I think there's some amazing characters in that game as well. So yes, that's my uh, number three, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, that is mainly, that is considered to be one of the best Star Wars games of all time and it's your number three. So that's very Yes. <laughs> oh, look, I, I think mainly because, like, it's my number three mainly because of the replayability now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the impact at the time was huge. 
um, but now it's really hard to get back into just because it's it's so slow to start with. Um, for the first time that you play it, amazing, but I think it's it's hard to recommend it now um, simply because this was made in like 2003, so it's nearly yeah. 20 years old, this game. So it's just there are so many things that need to be changed about it to actually make it replayable now in 2020. There's many other better RPGs that I would recommend before this um, that... Yeah, that people should be playing, but yeah, it's done for, by Bioware as well, which did, of yeah. course, Anthem. Um, but they did uh, <laughs> uh, Mass Effect. Yes, yeah. So, like, I mean, they they had a a pretty much this this a massive legacy of doing amazing games. But yeah, I think yeah, for something that was in yeah based in two thousand and three, such an amazing legacy, but hard to to like it with today's updates i mean i'd rather go through and play the mass effect games first before going back to play knights of the old republic if that makes sense while still yeah. trying to respect you know <laughs> knights of the old republic well uh bioware also they still do the old republic so the old republic was the the mmo rpg yeah. for knights of the old republic it i've been playing it this week or last week with davo from super movie bros and it still holds sure. up pretty well um, and it's fun to play that sort of... It's basically the same as Knights of the Old Republic, but it's, it's fucking... You can play it online with friends. So, like, Dave's yeah. running around as a Vader character. I'm running around like an Emperor character. And we're just fucking everything up. <laughs> as you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I, it's one of those ones I tried a little bit, um, the Old Republic. And I just... I, I realized the time commitment that was going to be involved, and I just went, no. <laughs> it's, it's just too much for me. But uh, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Yes. Yes, there we go. So, uh, your number two, please, sir. My number two, uh, as already mentioned in the news, is Republic Commando. Uh, Of course, this game was... This game was probably my branch out into playing sort of more adult games like Rainbow Six uh, Vegas 2 and playing things like Call of Duty, even though they suck, uh, and playing a little bit of Halo and all that sort of things like that because as a kid, a lot of my games on my Xbox or my Nintendo 64 or my GameCube were Star Wars. Um, Mm. and it was, you know, Republic Commander. Oh, it's a Star Wars game. I'll give it a crack. It looks like a bit of fun. Came out 2005, so I was like, what, 12, 13 at the time. And Mm. it is a, you know, it it is a Star Wars game, but it is a darker in tone Star Wars game compared to the rest because you're not a Jedi running around, you know, know, fighting for the Republic or you're not a rebel going up against the Empire. You are a clone commander who are doing... Missions too dangerous or and too gritty for standard clones to go do, as well as you know missions that the Jedi just don't can't be fucked doing, uh, or, <laughs> or don't want to know about, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and it is a it's it's a squad based game. So yes, it's a first person shooter, but you can tell Sev, who is a sniper character, to take point and you know start sniping from here. You can tell Scorch to breach through a wall, and everyone throws through grenades, and they sort of you know, have that sort of classic lean up against a wall they lob the grenade in then they breach through and they sort of they have that fluid fluidic squad format to them um yeah it is a fucking great great game but it is a little uh unrealistic for a star wars game if that makes sense now the 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 world is fine the sounds are perfect everything is great um but your main weapon is a a blaster that can be changed into a sniper configuration or change into a grenade launcher configuration but it does very very little damage and you sort of yeah. you know you watch the clone wars cartoon or you watch the movies and it's like one to two blasts to take out a standard battle droid <laughs> everything is one hit in that in that show it's yeah amazing. like that's it's, you know it's a blaster it's you know it's carbon scoring shit and all that sort of stuff like that where like he you know you're spending half a clip taking out a, a battle droid a standard battle droid and the super battle droids take about two and a half clips three clips and it's like well you gotta fucking even it out a little bit we we gotta increase the damage output that we do with our weapons because we are high class commandos yeah. and you need to lower their health pool like that's that's just how it's gotta go especially if you're playing it on easy mode easy mode you sort of expect that but um yeah. there's also there's there's other sort of races in the game that you're familiar with like Trandoshans uh, that of which being Bosk um, and there are Trandoshans in the game and they look nothing like Trandoshans. They are sort of <laughs> running around on all fours and they have beer guts and they're short and fat. And I'm sitting there going, that's, that's not a Trandoshan. That, like, you look at yeah. the head model and it's like, that's not a Trandoshan at all. It, it's like they tried to make an alien and then, you know, someone came and just going, yeah, we'll just make them Trandoshans. But, like, but they don't look like them. The character model's done. We go gold tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, just make them Trandoshans. Um, look, it's one of those things, I think, at that stage of the uh, the development of Star Wars, they didn't really... I don't know if they didn't really care about the the legacy or care about the accuracy. It's just kind of like near enough was good enough. 
um, we hadn't really hit that golden period of movies where, like, you know, with with these kind of things, where they kept the theme and legacy of of, of all these characters, and it had to be a certain way to go through. Um, it was very much a case of let's, you know, that's close enough. Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, and it it, it kind of sucks in that regards as well. Like, you are playing as a clone commander. Your your character, who is the, the leader of the squad, is voiced by Tamara Morrison, which is great because that's Django Fett. He's a clone. But <laughs> the clones in your squad are also clones, but they are not voiced by Tamara Morrison, and they all have different voices. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, no, you can have different tones and personalities, but the voice actor needs to be the same. Like, yeah. It needs... If you got Tamara Morrison as your fucking... As a squad leader, then everyone else needs to be Django Fett. They can have, you know, they got shot in the voice box, so they, he has, like, a robotic sound to it, or you can have it that, you know, different tones. But, yeah, one of the dudes sounds like Caboose from Red vs. Blue, and I'm sitting there going, no, you're a fucking clone. <laughs> and there's normal clones in the game as well that are just like, oh, they're, like, sassy, like, trying to be a bit, like, you know, call the dude, like, oh, my God, where, oh, where did this guy come from? We could take him out. I'm like, dude, you're a clone. You should be like, yep, cool, that, that's my orders. This is a superior, be a superior officer. Like, stop. Don't, yeah, it, some of it just I, doesn't really feel like Star Wars. I, I will say that, like, having watched some of the... Um, I, I watched the um, uh, Clone Wars series again recently. Yeah. And um, there's a couple of episodes which are just all clones all the time. And they they get a little hard to watch because it's just the same guy voicing the same thing, but it's different characters. And it's just... It becomes really weird. It becomes hard to sort of automatically pick up who's talking if you're not paying very close attention. Who the fuck yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah you, you get visual clues as to who these different characters are, but it's the same guy talking the whole way through. It must have been fucking exhausting to record. So I can understand from a voice acting perspective why they might have used different people because... You can't particularly look at a you know a particular character and go, okay, that's definitely it in a in a first person shooter game. So you're having to sort of pick up those audio clues and listen out of the you know um, and out of the sides of your head to try and pick up who's talking to you. So I think they've made it to they made it that way to simplify that communication process. But yeah, it can be very tiring <laughs> listening to just the same character talk all the time. Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yes, no. <laughs> yeah, that that that's my number two. Yeah, no. Look, it is it is a super fun game. Like it's um yeah, it's it's interesting they didn't use any of the like you know the, obviously Clone Wars came after this and they developed a bunch of like personalities within the game um, yeah. uh, within the series. Uh, they didn't really have that in the movie, so they started out here you know by giving these characters you know they've got their numbers but they've also get their names. So I think they yeah there was a nice sort of cross development between the two things there. Yeah, and and these characters and the clone commanders were so popular from this video game they put them in the Clone Wars. And then following that, they put them in Battlefront 2. Like, that's, uh. that's saying something of how popular Republic Commander was as a game and how the characters were that popular. They actually yeah. put them into, into their productions. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Mm. Excellent. Well done, sir. It's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty awesome number two. Um, my number two is going to be... Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a controversial one. It is Battlefront. Uh, it is the uh, the remake, the reboot, whatever you want to call it, from 2015. Um, so rather than call it Battlefront 3 or do something else to it, they just called it Battlefront, which there's two of those games. It's a very bizarre way to go through the naming process, but I do really enjoy uh, Battlefront from 2015. Um, I think it was probably, like, I look at what Battlefront 2 has become, mm -hmm. and it's got, you know, it spans a bunch of different, you know, uh, time periods within uh, the Star Wars universe, which is fun. But I just never really, like, I, I don't think it ever really lived up to me, at least. The authenticity that I felt within um, the that remaster or the reboot of um, Battlefront in 2015, I think every place that or every map environment um all the characters everything felt a lot cleaner um in that 100 game i agree yeah 100 yeah. agree and it's like you know i just i, I felt yeah it's just I, I think they what they've done is they made it a, a far more fast paced more you know a different there's been a different focus in, in battlefront 2 that hasn't really captured the magic of that original battlefront i think that, that just had that polish and uh, yeah, like I said, authenticity that, that's been missing in the game recently. Well, yeah, I, I, I completely agree because Battlefront 1, you, or Battlefront 2015, you 
made your own trooper in regards mm. to if they were imperial were they wearing stormtrooper outfits were they wearing the imperial navy outfits whatever it might be but you yeah. could choose the blaster they were they were using you could use han solo's blaster now it wouldn't do as much damage as playing as han solo but it would it, it would still do a fuckload of damage you could yeah. you could essentially make your own class and characters where battlefront 2 was like well we just we'll use the battlefield model and we'll just change it to star wars with a heavy class and a this class i'm like no yeah. i i liked being able to use certain weapons i i liked being able to use boba fett's rifle or or you know bosk's relby or whatever it was and i think battlefront yeah. 2015 was like it launched awfully but it finished on such a high note because it was niched down to the original series it didn't expand yeah. out to the clone wars and and to the gold awful sequel trilogy it was just <laughs> it's it's those you know three to four movies in regards to you know episode four to rogue one um mm. It was in that era. And I think if if Battlefront 2 was like, yeah, it's the exact same as Battlefront 1, but we're making it for the Clone Wars. And it's like, yeah. well, if you want, we're still going to update and keep things going for Battlefront 1. If you want, you know, Rebels versus Empire, that's going to keep going. But if you want Clones versus Separatists, then you're going, if Republic versus Separatists, then you want Battlefront 2. And I think they just, yeah. they shot themselves in the foot by putting everything in the game. Well, and that's that's it. It's, it's really hard to get into any of those particular time periods or just, like, specify those. It feels like, yeah, it's one of those games that you just go, oh, fuck it, you can have whatever you want whenever you want it because, yeah, the, yeah, the level of detail in, in any of them doesn't really feel as much. Like, it was so... Like, the, the even the gameplay modes, like the multiplayer gameplay modes and even the, the single-player gameplay modes where you had... Um, you're fighting, you know, defending pods against waves of enemies. Like, there were some really amazing things that they did, which were just a lot of fun. And I think they, they just missed that, that fun in, um, uh, in Battlefront 2. So, I really enjoyed it. I thought... Um, yeah, it's probably like yeah. I do really love the original series, and the original Battlefront Two was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, this uh, the twenty fifteen reboot of Battle uh, Star Wars Battlefront was just just great. It just hit the nail on the head, and just um, yeah, had had everything that you wanted, and none of the bits that you didn't. Yeah, and like the heroes in Battlefront twenty fifteen were so fucking. If you saw Vader down a corridor, you were like, nope, nope. Nope, nope. Where in Battlefront Two, it's just like, oh, it's Vader. I'm a I'm a single standard rebel trooper with a with a fucking rifle. I can take him on. Oh, look, Vader's dead. I'm like, no, no, no. If you see Vader down a corridor, you fucking book it until you see Luke Skywalker and you go, yeah, he's down there. Go get him for us. Like yeah. that's the fucking. Oh, it, yeah, it was just it was it was wrong. Yes, and uh, may I just also say trench run. Oh man, that was that was such a fucking the good. trench run. The trench run. They should have done the trench run too on the second Death Star. Like they should have it. done. They sh- absolutely should have done. They could have done so many different things, and they chose not to. And like, yeah, it's something that I, I I'm I'm upset that they didn't do in Squadrons as as well. Like you know, some version of a trench run. Uh, within squadrons, it could have been a really awesome a uh, opportunity. Mode. Yeah, just something like it was just such a fun, uh, a fun game mode to play. I, it, it astounds me that it wasn't included in later versions of the game because it just they did so well. And I, I can't, I don't think anyone who ever played it had a bad word to say about it. It's just so it just it just boggles the mind that this wasn't included as properly as it should have been and i think that's one of the things that they missed completely in battlefront 2 was the um the fun of combat in space you know squadrons brought it back but um yeah the fun of combat in space is uh is something that's sorely missing from the battlefront series itself yeah 100 well yeah because motive stopped were like well we can keep going with battlefront 2 or we can make squadrons and i'm so happy they made squadrons because it's more yeah it's realistic in regards to its its world because like Tie Fighters don't have shields. Battlefront Two, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where in squadrons, it's like yeah, you shoot a Tie Fighter a couple of times, down they go. But good luck trying to find them because they're stupidly <laughs> fucking quick. Yeah, it's just oh man, squadrons is is really good. It's not on my uh, top three list, but it is an honourable mention. Just like how much that game is is really amazing, and especially in VR, like it just it, it makes every, it makes all of the difference. I might um, get myself some Flight 6 and a VR for, for PC when I, get it, when I get my PC built. Oh, I think so, mate. It's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. It is it is the only way to play it, and it definitely is a an immersive experience that I think um, a lot of those other game modes were missing. But, yeah, the trench run mode on that original Battlefront, like, phew, just, just so good. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right, uh, here we are, buddy. Um, let's do honourable mentions first. Any honourable mentions from you? Uh, honourable mentions, yeah. I would say Battlefront 2015. Uh, yeah, um, just for all the reasons we just talked about just then, um, I yeah, I would say Star Wars Rogue Squadron three, which was it wasn't the the fan favorite one. Yes, you could get outside your ship and do super missions, but the actual combat itself in regards to its space missions were, were pretty fun. Um, I enjoyed playing the multiplayer on that because you could of course play as uh, Boba Fett in the Slave One and fire a heap of seismic charges. But if mm. you uh, if you did spinning because that's a good trick, and then fired all your seismic charges <laughs> rounds at the same time, you'd have this sort of atom nuclear explosion of the blast waves going in every direction so if someone was chasing you you just fuck them up by wasting all your charges but doing that sort of spinning dropping trick and you just have this massive circle of seismic charges blowing it's pretty fucking rad um bounty mm-hmm. hunter very good game um very yeah. hard game yeah, um, that is available on playstation 4 and i think on the switch too maybe i'm not sure on that um that is a very very good fun game but um yeah i, I I've played five that's games. another one that needs a, a remaster like it that yeah i think that's yeah playstation 4 it came out 2015 so um yeah because yeah, it came there. out with the the battlefront uh, uh battlefront 2015 playstation pack like you got that you oh, got, okay. like classic star wars pod racer all that sort of stuff. pod racer very good very fun um yeah what about okay. you um, I think uh, one of the big ones for me was Shadows of the Empire, which was the uh, Nintendo 64 game. Now, you look at it now, <laughs> and I'm just going to say... It doesn't, doesn't look great. It looks like a piece of shit. But at the time, like we're talking, you know, the early 2000s... Oh, no, we're shit. talking the 90s. <laughs> uh, shit, what was this it? This is on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, shit. No, it was too, 96. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like it was... For the time, like, we had nothing like it before that. So I just think it was just, it was so amazing to play something and be part of Star Wars and do all of the different things that you could possibly do. I remember it being insanely hard as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, ga- uh, a lot of fun that game. Um, I think uh, one of the ones that I really wanted to be excited about but was disappointed in um, was the uh, Empire at War, um, uh, which yeah. was which was the uh, the RTS game for Star Wars. They tried, they tried really, really hard to do an RTS game, but the problem was that there had been so many brilliant games before it, and they just kind of like half-assed it. So you know, at the time, the the yeah, the one RTS game that you played was Command and Conquer. That was the 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 big daddy, or you played StarCraft or something like that. Like the, some of those games were just amazing, and then you come along with Emperor at War, and they just just didn't quite have enough of it. But when you got into the battles, like you know, they were fun. They just I think they just made it a little bit too simple because they were trying to be, oh, we've got to have all the authentic ships and we've got to have all of these things going on and it just didn't quite hit the mark but i really wanted that to do well so if they could redo that one i'd be really happy um <laughs> that would it be was, an amazing it, one it, it had potential and it just it mm. wasn't some people love that game because there was an expansion for that as well with the hut cartel or something like that mm. but um yeah it just it had potential but it didn't it didn't float my boat yeah no it just it just wasn't one of those ones that that worked um, and uh, I, I want to talk just, just in general, like as a um, uh, honourable mentions for me, uh, the uh, the Force Unleashed series uh, mm-hmm. was uh, was pretty cool. Um, just just first one's f- good, the second one's not great on a replay. No, no, but like it just it was just fun having, I suppose, different characters within Star Wars, and like I think that was one of the things. It, it was good to have like a like it, it was slightly RPG slightly you know third person shooter kind of thing but it was just there was some cool force stuff that was happening in there so it was just really fun to play um yeah so i i really enjoyed both of those games i kind of fit them in the same boat because they just kind of they kind of sit there as as nice to play but probably um yeah i don't know how they hold up at the moment (laughs) i mean force unleashed is my number one (laughs) oh there we go Uh, yeah, look, Force, Force Unleashed, man. Uh, the, f- the first one still holds up pretty well. Second one, gameplay wise and graphics, like, still holds up, but the story is pretty shit and it's pretty short. Yeah. Um, it, you can finish the game in like five hours, if that. Um, yeah. And there's a level where you go to Dagobah in the second game. You literally, you go there, you walk around a corner, Yoda's there, cutscene starts, levels over. Like, it's, it's nothing. 
Um, I hate. I, I'm just going to stop you right there. I fucking hate it when a game does that. Like it's mm. like a, it, they, they do a cutscene, you know, or your loading screen, and you enter an area, and then you walk like you know for two minutes or less than that, thirty seconds, and then another cutscene starts. Just go straight to the fucking cutscene. I don't care about the walking part. Or if you're walking and talking with someone, just make it a fucking cutscene because I can't be bothered doing that. Mm-hmm. So. That's, that's all. I'm just going to you know, get my little rant off my chest. But, yeah, any time that you have a moment where it's like you know, cut scenes immediately after loading screens or immediately following another cut scene, like, just forget about it. <laughs> yes. The the second one, like, the only thing it was, it was like, oh, you, you, you played with two lightsabers instead of one. Uh, there you go. Have fun. Um, yeah. And it was okay. In regards to, like, its, it's boss fights were pretty fun. Going up against Vader at the end of the game was pretty cool and having the different endings. And the uh, the DLC that Solo, sort of, for both games that followed the what happens if you choose the bad ending was, was cool. I liked that idea. Um, yeah, I think but- I got the um, the Ultimate Sith Edition when, um, so I bought, bought, like, one of those. It was, like, a big Star Wars sale on Steam. So I bought like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got the Ultimate Sith Edition, which is pretty cool because you get the um, the Sith outfit and he's got the claws on his hands. Yeah, the bad and the cool ending. Helmet. Yeah. So yeah, if you choose the bad amazing. ending, you become like the Emperor's yeah, version of Vader again, and it's like, yeah. all right, go after Luke Skywalker, go after Obi Wan, and it's it's really fucking cool. It's 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 a, the levels are what ifs, but it's it's really fun what ifs. Yeah. Um, especially, I think if you do the Hoth level, you're basically in Darth Vader's armor, but like it's it's slightly modified. Um, it looks really fucking cool. Um, yeah. But th- the game had this thing called the Euphoria Engine, and that was their big their big selling point with being able to pick up anything and everyone in the world with the Force using Force Grip and being able to th- you know fling them around the room and you know, smash yeah. open windows and stuff with them. And if you grab stormtroopers and you sort of put them by a wall, that actually grab onto the ledge and try to hold out onto the wall like a kid trying to go to a babysitter or something. Um, yeah. And the way that they sort of they would promo this thing is they got a heap of stormtroopers in the in the dev engine and they daisy chained linked them all together and they're all linking holding actually holding on to each other trying to climb over each other and trying to sort of you know save themselves and stuff which is this really cool mechanic that they had. Um, it was a good game. It was really fun. Um, there was some level repetitiveness because you go to Felucia to to kill a Jedi, and then you know as the story goes on, you return back to Felucia, and it's the same map but it's different. Um, yeah, and you do that a couple of times in the game, so they re- they recycle levels. But the opening level for the game is fantastic because you're Darth Vader and you are a brick shit house. Like it. it it oh is, yeah, it's the best version of Vader in regards to, like it's similar to Rogue One. You're surrounded by Wookies and you're surrounded by Rebels and all that sort of stuff. They're shooting you. You're instantly deflecting them. You're picking them up and you're crushing them and stuff like that and just throwing them to the side. You feel like a badass and the entire time. The Imperial March is playing. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's like cool. You've had a taste of ultimate power. Now you're going to play as you know Darth Vader's secret apprentice, <sighs> who is Sam Witwer, who you know Disney and and Lucasfilm have kept on because he's Darth Maul now. Um, yeah, and he's the emperor in video games as well. So he yeah. he he is Star Wars that guy. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's a fucking great game. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. I think one of, one of the teasers for me in that game is that I always hate it when a game like shows you, hey, here's how you, how awesome you could be, and then like takes away your powers somehow. Got a war too. <laughs> yeah, it just it just annoys me. It's just one of those things that's just really frustrating. It's like, oh man, it's so cool, and I get to play like that for five minutes. But you don't ever really get the power again until, like, you've just finished the game. So it's just, it's a real frustration for me. It's like, oh, don't tease me with it. Just let me build it up over time. Yeah. yeah the, it, it was this one was, like, yeah. This one was slightly better because it's like, you know, different characters and I can understand it yeah. from a story perspective. It's not one of those ones like someone gets hit on the head and they lose their powers or, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> like some stupid storyline like that. But it's still just as frustrating because you want to be that cool all the time. And yeah, it's like how God of War 2 started. You started as the God of War, then you get into this fight with Zeus and he zaps you of all your godlike powers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck off, man. But like, It's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> Here it's like you're playing as Vader, of course, you're going to be the brick shithouse. And then you, you continue those, like you, you can, as you said, you know, get those powers at the end of the game. But then if you do those DLC missions, you're back to being a brick shithouse. Um, yeah. and you go up and you fight Boba Fett you fight Obi-Wan and you throw him into the fucking engines of the Millennium Falcon and then he comes back again and you fight him as a force ghost um, it's some really really cool shit yeah I like that yeah see I'd like a Vader game at some stage like just uh, like a proper Vader game 
Just I mean, there being, is those rumours of four on one asymmetrical at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm not a not a fan of those <laughs> types of games. Um, they tried to do it. What was that game? Prey was that was that the one? Evolve. They had uh, yeah, Evolve. That's the one. Yeah, and they that was that was stupid. Um, but yes, I think there's just yeah, I, I get it. But I think there's more fun things that you can do within the Star Wars franchise that would be much much better. And you know, doing a Vader RPG maybe where he's having to hunt down Jedi or Ooh. do something cool would be pretty amazing. Like just it's something like they did. A, a whole bunch of really cool series of comics uh, the Vader series yeah. and they are pretty amazing like any of those storylines would be pretty cool um, in a game format so yeah I mean it, it, it would kind of like if you if you made a Vader game then it would be like it would be cool but it would also be like well you can't die you're supposed to be Vader like you sort yeah. of know how the story's gonna go well, that's that's true, and I think that's why games like um, uh, like Knights of the Old Republic work really well because they are you know they're sort of <laughs> new old stories. Like they could be anything. They could you know anything could happen within these stories that you're not aware of. Like your character may or may not die. You know things could happen that haven't sort of been foretold or prescripted by other Star Wars properties. Mm. So yeah, having those sort of Elseworld kind of things would be quite fun. Where it's you know something else is happening. But, you know, there are Jedi Force users and all the rest of it. So that could be uh, another way of doing it. So, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, Vader hunting down Je- like Jedi, that would be... Uh, I'd play the shit out of that game. <laughs> uh, yes, excellent. There you go. Thank you, buddy. Uh, that's uh, a very good number one, um, obviously, in my honourable mentions list as well. Um, my number one may be controversial. It may be because of a bit of recency bias, but it's probably one of the games that I had the most fun with. Uh, and that is Jedi Fallen Order. Number one Star Wars game of all time is Fallen Order. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just... it's Something about this game just really clicked for me. Um, whether it was that sort of um, Dark Souls format where you you, know, you save at certain points and the enemies respawn, uh, whether it was the lightsaber combat, whether it was... Uh, the story, what was going on with the world, like it just was a really, really fun game to play. Um, it did have a little bit of that storyline that really I really hate, where it's like, oh, I have to relearn all my powers again, um, mm-hmm. which is which was a bit shit. But it I made can sense understand. for the character. Yeah, made sense for the character because he was like, he was what? trying to hide his and suppress his Jedi powers and all the rest of it. Yeah, so. he was like ten, or maybe not ten, but he was like. 12-ish when he was a Padawan when the Order 66 happened and then from that he yeah. just went straight into hiding and forgot everything so I'm like oh, yeah. that makes sense okay it kind of works yeah so look it just it just is really fun I think everything they did you know you talk about some games that get released and there's issues with them on release and there's problems and you have to wait for it to get fixed up like it was just a game that worked right from the word go everything about it was fun um, just it makes you feel like, yeah, even after a short period of time, after that first level, you still feel like a, a Jedi badass. And then you start learning all of the, the different things. You're like, oh, shit, there's a whole bunch of different things that I can do. And um, some of the uh, the next-gen updates have been pretty amazing as well. They've included challenge maps. Um, oh, so you they're go hard as fuck. They are hard as fuck. And it is definitely one of those things that you have to learn about and have to go through in, like a, in a completely... You have to think about it, and you have to get better to to actually get past it. You can't just sort of bluff your way through it. Um, so it is it is a lot of fun, and I've just enjoyed the shit out of playing it. Um, there were some interesting, um, like just the characters, the character development in it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, made redheads popular for a little bit of time, uh, <laughs> just for a little bit. Just a, just for a little bit, but yeah, just I think there was just so much good uh, about this game that I, you know, the ex- it was that expansion of the universe. It was that understanding. Hey, yeah, there were Jedi that survived the purge. You know, there were you know, there's all these different things that were going on outside of like that main storyline, and you know, seeing things like the Inquisitors in games. You know, something that was brought. I think they got created within the. Um, uh, the Rebels universe Rebels, Yeah, Rebels, yeah. Uh, but seeing, the, like, fighting the uh, Inquisitors was really fun. Just, you know, just everything about it was... A, was It took the Star Wars story and made it bigger, um, made it more expansive. And that last level, like, holy shit, was, was so much fun. And it's a shame you couldn't replay that last level again because it's, yeah. it's so fucking it, good. 
it's it's definitely worth it it just it was just really really good fun so i won't spoil it if you haven't played that part already but um oh fuck it i mean it's two years old um <laughs> like fighting vader at the end there just wow just not even so... it's, it's not fighting like you try and swing against him and he just brushes you off and like it's the entire game surviving like, against yeah him. <laughs> yeah the, the whole thing the lead up is like the whole game is you're getting stronger and you're getting stronger and you take out this this inquisitor who's been chasing you the second sister i think it was and you get stronger and stronger and then vader rocks up at the end and you swing at him and he just fucking he, he pushes you aside like you're nothing and then it's like cool yeah. run <laughs> and it's just fucking <laughs> insane yeah no it's uh, it's really cool i think that's um yeah, there was there was just a lot of really cool parts about that and being able to go to different levels and uh, different universes and uh, check out different things, um, the different planets and uh, fuck it, yeah, fuck Dathomir by the way, um, that place really sucked. Oh, it's full of fucking creepy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we recommend you go to to this planet, but you can go to Dathomir if you want to. And it's like, no, no, don't go to Dathomir first. You'll get fucked up. See, I see. I made the mistake of going to Dathomir first and went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Backed out of there and went to the other place. Like, but yeah. it, it just—it's one of those games that challenges you. It pushes you. Um, if you get killed by a certain character, like you go back to the the respawn points, and then you—if you go back and do damage to that particular character that killed you, then you regain all of your experience. I like those little elements to it. So, yeah, just it, it's yeah. not over and done. No, it's it is a lot of fun. So I think yeah, there was some amazing things in there. That's just a really good collection of gameplay elements that made it part. Yeah, it was kind of action RPG, um, slightly more action. Could have done with some really some more RPG elements in there, like not just wearing a fucking poncho. Um, like, yeah, yeah, you know, some of those so customization options were a bit shit. Um, some of the things like you, know, you you got moments at the end there where you, you could split your lightsaber in half or you know have a double-sided lightsaber for brief moments of the game like it would have been cool to be able to customize your weapons into a particular way as well earlier in the game um or you get the double-sided lightsaber pretty early but it's like it's it would have been cool like yeah like you said you can split your lightsaber and it's only for like a, a single attack like you split it you yeah. swipe you put it back together i'm like no no can i run around with two like yeah I'd, I'd prefer to run around with two just just some moments like that would have been nice to just tweak slightly yeah. um but yeah i think like they're, they're minor complaints about a game that was solid as it was so i think uh overall i had a lot of fun with it and yeah i I've played it again on the um, uh, on, on the enhanced version, mm-hmm. and it's just it's still really good. It's still really good. So yes, yeah, more I, I of did, that. Please. I have loaded it back up, but I haven't gotten very far in my in my you know, third rerun of it. <laughs> but it's it is just replayable, and like especially with those challenge missions as well, that makes it so much more um, uh, so much more replayable because it gives you the impetus to go back and get better at something like a lot of games forget that you yeah you need to improve they just kind of make you more powerful to the point that you just get op and this this is a game that gives you all of the powers but how you put it in sequence and how you make that work depends on your particular skill level so yeah there is a skill factor required that you know some games do miss out on yeah and 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 that sort of it, it's one of those games that, yeah, by the time, like with Final Fantasy VII, like uh, Oz from Incognito plays the shit out of that and he showed mm. me, you know, him playing the game and he was just absolutely one-hitting everything. And I'm like, is this how the game's played? He's like, no, once you get to a certain level, it just, it becomes this because your character's yeah. so strong and then it's supposed to be that when you move on to the next, um, whatever the next episode is for Final Fantasy VII, that, you, you know, you're supposed to be weak, but that's how strong you were at the end of the first game. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the next entry in this Jedi series because apparently Fallen Order is the first uh, entry in the game so it's going to be called Jedi something um, and what else we learn from uh, Cal I think his name was from memory Cal um, Kestis yeah that's yeah it. yeah so like do we get lightning do we get you know other abilities that we haven't really do we get force healing you know like what abilities can we get going forward because we got you know the standard things like throwing a lightsaber and pulling and pushing and you know the kylo ren freezing which i, I thought was a little bit out of place as well um but yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what comes next for it yeah look i think it's they they started off doing really well um with that series they will 
I imagine if it's anything like that game, like if it's, you know, they, they will find different ways to expand on it, whether it's a different character, if it's the same one and he's sort of, you know, training other Jedi or finding other Jedi, that'd be quite cool. But I think they could do really, really well. Like they don't have to do much to it. Um, they might want to redesign some of the fucking Wookiees because they looked fucking terrible. Yeah, they were. Uh, spe- speaking of characters that look shit, um, like the Trandoshans in uh, Republic Commando, the Wookiees in uh, Fallen Order were not good. Um, so, yeah, get that updated, please. Oh, you wait till you see the Trandoshans in Republic Commando. Ooh, <laughs> not good. No, it's just something about like the like they tried to do really cool like hair physics or whatever was going on and it just didn't work. So yeah, no, please please no more of that. Mm. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, but there we go. Um so yeah, so those are our um uh, those are our favorite Star Wars games. Let's talk about what we most anticipated uh what what we are most anticipating about the future Star Wars games. Um duty for you, is there anything particular that you're really looking forward to? I would love to see a Star Wars Rainbow Six Siege style game. Uh, <laughs> with not including heroes, like I don't want someone to pick, you know, as their defender or attacker as, oh, he's Han Solo. I'm like, no, no, just clone trooper, royal guard, death trooper, shore trooper, snow trooper, scout trooper. Like you've got so many different variants in regards to Imperial officers and Imperial soldiers. And then you've got, like, Wookiees. You could have a fucking Ewok. You could have a normal, you know, standard trip. You could have a sniper. You could have a, a, a Bothnan. You can have a fucking Tweelik. Like, all these different, you know, you don't need to have heroes for the game. You can just have just random fucking troopers or random specific classes that have, you know, the Death Trooper. He would be the equivalent of, like, a, a one-speed three-armor operator. He's very heavy when he moves. He's very loud when he moves around. But he has, like, you know, the E... was it? The E11D, I think, is his blaster, which no other class has. Like, I think... Something like that for Rainbow Six Siege can really work because when you look at game, uh, when you look at you know the Return of the Jedi, when when Leia pulls out a thermal detonator and everyone in their room loses their shit, and it's like, all right, cool, <laughs> so this must do something. It, it must be, you know, it looks a little bit like a grenade, but everyone in this huge auditorium-like room is losing their shit, so it must be massive in regards <laughs> to ex- explosives. And every video game is like, oh, it's just a normal frag grenade. I'm like, no, no, this is this causes fear in an entire room. This needs to be bigger than a frag grenade, like, and yeah. that's what no game has done since. Look, what they could do, um, like, I, I hear what you're saying. They could do a tie-in with um, the series, like the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. that the, the upcoming series, I just recently rewatched that part of um, the Clone Wars, and it was it was cool. You had these very unique and distinct. Uh, clone troopers that were doing, you know, had very different moments and strengths and characteristics. You could definitely have that kind of feel to a game. Um, how you would expand that out to the enemies is a bit different. So I don't know um, what kind of personality you would give the opposition team because you know they're just clone, uh, they're just um, droids. So how you would personalize them in in the same way is a little bit different so or whether or not it's just clones v clones in sort of training mode so um, yeah it's yeah. And, and that's the thing with siege like siege apparently is like oh all of these people like anti-terrorism you know they, they they can't but they're fighting each other and they're shooting each other and killing each other like yeah well you know there, there <laughs> let's, could be let's a way. overlook that part <laughs> yeah there could be a way of, of you know getting around that but like that 100 percent could be like a character for attacking or defender it's like yeah clone commando yeah, he's got, you know, this weapon that can be configured into a sniper rifle or grenade launcher, but he's incredibly heavy. He, you know, makes a lot of noise when he moves around. And, like, the one thing I love with Republic Commando was the HUD. Like, it actually looked like you were on the inside of a helmet. And you could yeah. see the etchings around of the helmet of the inside. So when you looked around, you could actually see, you know, the, the armor casing around the helmet. And no game really does that. Like, Halo mm. tried to do it, and then it's like, oh, it's there, and then we make it all clear, and we just have these weird outlines around the screen. I'm like, no, no, if that's where the lens fucking stops, that's where the lens stops, and I think they should have that for a Star Wars game, yeah. especially for a Siege-style one, because then it, like, it blinds you a little bit. Yeah, if you're playing as a particular fucking trooper, they could be the OP motherfucker, but they have a big blind spot inside their helmet, so they can't see much. Yeah, I suppose it's that immersion factor, right? Like it's it's being part of the game rather than sort of you know, just having that that screen with the 
with your regular sort of you've got a HUD anyway like just like immersing yourself further into that making it part of the helmet putting those blind spots in there I think that could be really fun yeah and you know you, you look at some of the helmets that they have especially like with the Bad Batch characters or some of the ARC troopers and some of the different styles they've got different vision um, like, like different ranges of vision so it'll be really interesting to see how that plays through yeah, yeah. but what about yourself well, I kind of really uh, talked about it a little bit with um, you know more Jedi Fallen Order, but they're they're getting that already. I would like to see some sort of you know the the one I talked about the most, uh, Empire at War, like some sort of RTS game update to uh, to Star Wars. Like it's one of those areas that I've really uh, I think could do with a lot of a lot of love. The uh, the strategy style, um, like the building games, these, these these sort of sort of Empire building games could be a lot of fun within Star Wars. There is just such a rich history of of that or lore within Star Wars itself. And they just don't seem to be able to know how to access it. Um, you could do like a like a civilization kind of style game almost. It's total war. And it, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Like any of those things could work really, really well. Um, we've seen like you know, the Warhammer games get uh, updated within the Total War franchise, and that's huge. It's a it's an absolutely massive part of um, a part of the game now, and just the, the, all of the game mechanics from the Total War Warhammer games just feed into everything else they're doing. So something like that for Star Wars where you've got, you know, squads of clones or, you know, squads of droids, whatever, you know, you could have all sorts of different things going on. Specialty units that are Wookiees, you know, specialty commando droids. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff within that sort of Clone Wars time period that could be really, really good, but also afterwards as well. Um, the Rebels versus um, the Stormtroopers. Like, there's just... There's a, a history that you can expand on within Star Wars that would just be a lot of fun to to play in an RTS. So something like that would be really great. I don't think they'll ever do that, but um, because it's, I think it's it's in that sort of PC area, so they can't really put it on console, so it limits yeah. how many games they sell. So I don't think they'd ever really do something that was PC-specific again, but it just it could just work so much better. And, you know, who knows? It could be something that uh, that is available um, now that EA is not the only person making the games. Yeah, now that the rights are open up, you never know, Sega might be going, hey, we want to make a Total War Star Wars. Oh, man, I would I would play the absolute shit out of that. <laughs> I don't even like Warhammer that much, and I still play the shit out of Total War Warhammer. So I'm surprised yeah. you haven't picked up yeah, playing the actual game Warhammer from playing so much Total War. I did, well, I like Total War. That's why, you know, there's just something about that game that is, it is the complete RTS that it, it just has everything that you want all in one package and it makes it so much fun to play. Um, but I don't know if I'd ever play the tabletop because that's just a next level of nerdiness that I'm not willing to embrace yet. It's a real uh, life RTS. <laughs> it sure is. It's also a real life bank balance trainer. Um, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and no, I look. Uh, if you do get into that stuff, uh, good on you. I can't do it. It's, uh, <laughs> I know the level of commitment involved, and I, I'm not ready to make that commitment. Uh, but yes, there we go. Uh, that's that's what I want. That's what we want. What do you want? Tell us what you want. Do you want more Star Wars games? What kind of stuff would you be liking to see? Um, you know, more pod racing. Pod racing 2.0. Oh, that'd be fucking rad. Pod racing was a lot of fun. They could do like. Uh, did you ever play Wipeout? That game was pretty cool, but that that with with pod racing would be pretty amazing. Oh yeah, the PlayStation game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more flying games, yes, definitely. Expansion of the uh, Squadron series. Tell some us death, what you'd like. Some Death Star runs, some a co op co op mode for Squadrons where you just go up against bots and they're oh, not stupidly yeah. hard bots like they are already in Squadrons, and you take down a fucking Death Star or something. Oh yeah, because they they all they're doing is taking down the frigates, right? And like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's really it. Well, uh, which is which is I gotta say a lot of fun, um, and trying to find the right places to hit and all the rest of it. Like, yeah, it really, it is a bit of fun. But yes, taking down something slightly larger like a Death Star would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or Super mm-hmm. Star Destroyer because that thing is fucking huge. Well, see, because there's the Super Star Destroyer, and then there's fucking um, uh, Snoke's ship, which was even bigger, right? Oh, that was fucking stupid. No, that that was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, that was stupid. Yeah, that was the one thing that was getting out of hand in Star Wars. Uh, 
I, I have so many thoughts on that sequel trilogy, and it's, <laughs> it's not for this. It's not for this platform. It certainly is not. Uh, but yes, we will be back next week to talk about uh, video games and more. Until that time, I've been Fuzzy Dan, reminding you that I am one with the force, and the force is with me. And this is Duty reminding you to, just like the code says, play with each other and play with yourself. <laughs>